Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. I got a secret for you guys. You're going to want to hear this. This is a gambling secret. Okay, this should be good. You ready for this? You ready? So, I think everybody knows that it's illegal to advertise gambling on TV, right? That's pretty common common knowledge, right? Is it? Because don't they have like... No. Here's... here's Northwest Casino? No, no, no. So, here's what they do. You see party poker, you see um, Ooh, jackpot, party poker. jackpotcasino.net or .fun or whatever, because those are free websites. You can't win or lose any money on those websites. But what they're hoping and what they're counting on is that you don't type in .net or .fun or .whatever, that you go to .com. And that, folks, that's a gambling website. You can spend all the money. You can go bankrupt on that website. Now you know. Now you've been informed. You so how'd you learn that, uh, Ryan? How'd I'm you smart. Across that? I'm smart. That's all. Bessers wide open. Gets the puck. Tours! That's the only reason I do these podcasts is so I can hear all the amazing things about myself. So thanks for having me, and uh, now I'm signing off. I am uh, honored, thrilled. This is uh, one of the greatest achievements of my life. I literally, I, I, I showered and I combed my hair for you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. You accidentally lose like a thousand bucks. Thought it was three thousand four hundred and eighty-two dollars and sixty-six cents. Yes, that's how I found out. And they said, "Don't you pay attention?" So, just thought you guys would want to know that. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah, beauty. So, you guys ready to rock and roll? I think. All right. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the PP One Podcast. It's a hockey podcast. It's a Canucks podcast. And for the first time in a few months, we are talking about the Vancouver Canucks and the games they've played and how this season is going to be oh so much fun. We're going to have a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about the opening two games. We're going to talk about the roster. We're going to talk about Louis Erickson and now he's not gone. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. We, we, got, we got stuff going on. I already told you about how to win at gambling for free. But first and foremost, 
Let's go round table. Mr. Playoffs. Ted Wong, how are you, buddy? Um, I'm still riding high. And we're riding high all the way into Sunday when the Chiefs take on the Browns. Browns are big underdogs taking on the world champions. Uh, so I'm, I'm really wrapped up in what, what's about to happen in that game right now. Do you not think this is a trap game for the Chiefs? 100% this is a trap game for the Chiefs. I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's 10 to 1. It's not even close. I think, what are they, like 12-point favorites or something like that? Like, nobody is giving the Browns a chance. But, like, this is the playoffs, baby. Anything can happen. You can play without a head coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator. You can be missing your, your, your linemen that protect your quarterback and still go in and shit stomp the Steelers. So anything can happen. I love it. While we're on the topic, Ted, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on uh, Claypool's uh, comments? Oh, I mean, that's the kind of shit you teach your kids, right? Don't be a sore loser because that's all that is. But I mean, I want to like Claypool. The guy's Canadian, right? I mean, we talk about Megatron. We, we talk about Mapletron, right? I mean, he's, he's a cool guy. He's a great receiver. He plays in a city that I hate. Um. Uh, but but then he says shit like that. I mean, all those receivers, right? Juju, another guy. The Browns is the Browns. Well, well, not anymore. I mean, you just got you got clapped yourself by by what you consider to be a laughing stock of the league. So, if uh, if the Steelers got clapped by the Browns and and Juju saying or 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 Claypool saying, you know, the Browns are going to go face Kansas City and get clapped, that means that you're just admitting that you had no chance against the the Chiefs either. So whatever, what what a load of shit. Who cares? You're dead to me, Chase Claypool. You're rocking. You're rocking. You're feeling it. Brady, out in Van City, or Burnaby, or it's all the same. How you doing? How's uh how's living in the big the big smoke for the first week of hockey? Oh man. It's uh it's great to be down here, you know, going all the games live. I mean, no, that's actually not happening, obviously. <laughs> that's something I was looking forward to doing while moving down here. But uh you no, know, hockey's back. It's it's lovely. I'm actually watching the highlights as we speak. I just I can't get enough of that Nils Hoglander goal, man. He's good. Uh, the kids, the kids, the real deal. You were right, Ryan, and uh, I am extremely happy uh, how right you are, man. That's okay. That's awesome. That's okay. So anyway, let's talk about the Canucks. <laughs> let's let's get into the meat of things, boys. Fifty six game schedule started this week on Wednesday. The Canucks have played two games. Two games. They're one and one, and that's okay. We own the Oilers in game one. I almost cashed in on quite a bold prediction, mm-hmm. and I thought he had that assist, so I was really chomping. I thought, you know what? I'll take in a gold assist. Didn't happen. That's okay. That's okay. And then, you know, they kind of got absolutely waxed last night um, against that same Oilers team by some guy named Connor McDavid, who uh, some believe is... Um, the most skilled player in NHL history, according to a few people on Twitter. And um, that's a little recency bias, but that's okay. Um, Brady, because you live there, because you feel it, you're like in like the lifeblood of where this is happening. Well, it wasn't. It was in Edmonton, but you know what I mean. What What's your take on games one and two? Um. You know, it's as a fan, it's it's great to have the game of hockey back. Loved it. I was I was super jacked uh, midweek because hockey was on. It didn't matter. But you know, getting into the games, um, you can tell there hasn't been any preseason games. Pretty some pretty uh, pretty sloppy hockey. You know, um, you know, Canucks played well. They got some good chances and they scored some goals. Uh, but the, 
the bread and butter is their power play. And as you can see, like that takes, you know, you got, you got to make everything kind of mesh and it's got to be perfect. And we just haven't quite seen that yet because it's so early. Zeros. Um, and, uh, but other than that, you know, I'm happy with the way they've come out, at least in the first game for sure. Big five goals. Um, but if they, you know, they just got to keep going. Ted, what's your quick analysis on the Canucks uh, so far? I just, I don't know. It's two. We're two games in. Thanks, like, Ted. I don't know. I don't know what we can garner out of two games in. Thank like, you. I appreciate your analysis. It was, Brady, it was no, great. It was great to see them play. Um, like it's great to see them back. It was just great to see some new faces out there. Uh, yeah, but I just don't know what we can garner quite yet. It looks like the 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 power play isn't running up to full speed yet. Um, there was a power play actually last game that I thought was kind of cool where PD was set up in his usual spot, but they were giving him space and he let a couple of shots go, broke a couple of sticks. Also let this sort of like off shot one-timer pass go a little bit far slot. I thought they were going to work for some tippings too. So that could be a new wrinkle. Um, but I just don't, they're not, they're not feeling yet. All that no, all that no game action, all that no preseason action to work out kinks is, is they're going to have to really work these kinks out in the first like eight to 10 games of the season. Yeah, I think you're right. No, no preseason games. I mean, aside from some scrimmage where you're playing your buddies, you're not exactly going to be throwing hands like Ted was on Twitter yesterday. Um, all in good fun, I'm sure. But you know, I I think they go into the series against Calgary this weekend, and I think um, I think we see a little bit closer to what we believe we're going to start seeing in the next uh, next little while, um, especially from that power play. I I mean, a little bit snake bitten to start, but the opportunities were there. I thought, and uh, I thought Brock actually had a, a couple good looks as well. Um, Quinn Hughes is as advertised. Brady, you could probably spend the entire podcast talking about Quinn Hughes and how amazing his button hooks and everything are like i said to my dad we were watching the first game and i was like how can you not just be absolutely amazed by everything this kid does like he doesn't even have to score it's just just watch him play watch him play for like two minutes watch him for shift and quinn hughes like you want to tape every shift that he takes what do you think bud yeah i mean he's coming out looking stronger than he was last year already um and he's, but he's kind of doing it in a quiet way. I mean, he didn't get to play with Hamannick very much. Um, but next thing you know, I'm looking at the stat sheet and who's leading the team in points already? Quinn Hughes. Got, he's got three assists. Um, he's, the guy's just natural. He's just got that gift. He, um, it's like that Besser, Besser's first goal. Like, who who else can get that puck to Besser? That was an amazing pass by Hughes. Just a simple play. You know, the way he carves around the ice, he's just he's amazing to watch, and I can't I can't believe he's a Canuck. I can't believe we get to watch him for fifty four more games. And then some. I mean, and then some exactly. He's we, gonna be around a long time. We did get to watch. Sorry, Ted, you had something there. No, I just I, Brady talking about you know the way that he carves around the ice, the skating, right? That's just that that edge work is just ridiculous. It's like. Look, I, I don't want to I don't want to make this comparison outright, but I really have nobody else to compare him to, and I feel like his edge work is like it reminds me of like when Gretzky would make that quick button hook. I mean, there was nobody who could stop quicker and turn quicker than than Gretzky, and I'm sure that Hughes isn't Gretzky, and I know that we're in a completely different era, and these guys are different skaters, but it reminds me of of when he would do that and lose defenders and lose four checkers like that. So, yeah, man, I mean, we're just we're so spoiled. You know, as Canuck fans, after watching you know Burray do his thing, and then 
and then Bertuzzi and Naslin do their thing for, for however many years they did it. And then the twins for so long, I mean, every game, the twins did something that you were just like, Holy crap, did that just happen? And I feel like we moved right into PD and Hughes. Right. I mean, we're just, we're just so lucky. So I just, I'm really just trying to soak it in and enjoy it because I don't think I did enough of that with the twins, even though I felt like we were living it. Yeah. And going back to that whole carving thing, I don't know if you guys caught the play, but I was just kind of talking about it with my girlfriend, how amazing it is. How I could watch it all day. Uh, you know, he just kind of does this thing where he circles back. He just this, this, this nice little circle back and then he'll do it the other way, kind of like an S in, in the ice. And um, I don't know if you caught it, but I think it was last game, the second game, he did it like right in front of his own goaltender. And you're not, you're not going to see a normal defenseman do that. Like, but it's a guy like Quinn Hughes. He can do that and he can get away with it and he can bring the puck up ice. It's just, it's, it's amazing to watch. It's confidence. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just dripping with confidence. Speaking of confidence. Game one went okay for the Canucks. And we're talking about skill and we're talking about breakaway speed and we're talking about just talent beyond everybody else. Uh, first, there was no Connor McDavid. And then last night was the Connor McDavid show. Um, I don't know how, when you're that good, you have to come up with the, I don't know how they do it because they're just that good. Um, I'm thankful I had Dreisaitl. Um, in my pool for this week, so I reaped in a few rewards. But seriously, what can Connor McDavid not do? Like Ted, is he the most? Is is he the most, or is he in the top three most skilled players in NHL history? He's. I mean, he's in that conversation. He's probably not at the Mario and Gretzky level, but I mean, if you combine skill with physical ability, I mean, he might be the best player ever. There's, there's guys like Mario and, and Gretzky uh, that, that nobody will ever see the ice like them, right? I mean, uh, I'm sure that if Connor was playing in the 80s that he'd put up 200 points. I'm convinced of it. But what he can do to like, physically impose his will on the game combined with the you know, elite level skill that he has, I mean, he, he, he's right up there with, with the, the Crosbys of the world in, in, in their heyday when it comes to just pure skill, right? I mean, that's, that's unquestioned. He might be the, the best player in the last 20 years, um, but it's the physical package that you're adding as well that, that really you know, sort of separates him. And, and I know that you know, he didn't have any goals in that first game, but I, I won't chalk this up to him not showing up in that first game because he no. was all over the place. He was, he was buzzing around the net. He probably should have five or six goals in this two-game series, if we're being completely honest. You know, a rough hook by Hamannick on a breakaway, that's a sure goal, right? I mean, uh, the guy is just so dominant and, and so good, and, and sometimes you just feel bad for him for being on such a, a shit team, so to speak, in the last few years, and a franchise just hasn't been able to figure it out for him and surround him with better players, you know, aside from that other guy that we all love, Leon Dreisaitl, former Rocket, right? Yeah, a short time, but man, again, guys that can speed up the game, but they can slow it down too. It's like they just, everything just kind of gets sucked into their orbit and they can control how everything works. It, he, He's, I can't stand the guy because he's beyond a special player, but man, I, I would hope if it happens, if at all, that uh, if the Oilers do win one in the next five, 10 years, um, he better be on that team because he's the only guy that's going to be able to bring him and him and Leon 
are pretty much their only chance. Other than that, I mean, they're going to have to do it all over again, start right from the bottom. So This is the, the next... Sorry, this is the next Crosby Malkin, right? I mean, they're Edmonton's never going to let this duo go, right? I mean, we hope so. We hope they're better at surrounding talent. I mean, obviously, Canucks fans we're not hoping that they're going to figure it out, but this is the next duo, correct? I think so. Percent, hundred percent. It already is. Um, I'm I'm just watching his highlights right now. I mean, he's he's a one man show this year, at least to start. Um, and still, I, I would even go as far like I. All I know from Gretzky really is like his final game and like some of his highlights. But like, I mean, I would go as far to say as this guy's the best guy to ever play the game, like at least offensively. What he can do single-handedly, he just makes it look so freaking easy. And it's just, it is it is head and shoulders above the rest. Like it doesn't even compare. He made it look so simple last night and the moves he pulls off are just out of this world. That's my take on him. You know what? Do we want to keep going on Connor? Do we want to talk about what looked like the easiest decision for Jim Benning? We all were so happy. You know, the ticker tape was flying. It was a sunny day. You know, just an overall great day to be a Canucks fan when they announced that Louis Erickson was designated for assignment. It felt great. We were all so excited. And then Jordy Ben and JT Miller got or didn't get the COVID and marching back, here comes Louie. Louie's back. Savior. So he goes He goes from the taxi squad, or no, he goes, sorry, from assignment. Now he's on their taxi squad, so he can be brought on at any moment, or he's been recalled. Yeah, he has been. He's been yeah. recalled now. Yeah, and Bailey got sent down. So... Literally, there's an injury, and Louis Erickson could be once again on this roster. No matter how hard we try, no matter how hard this organization has planned to maybe make this the year, and he just doesn't leave. What are we doing? What are we doing? What did we do wrong that we deserved this scenario? Anyone? Anybody? I don't even have an answer. I feel like that's a fake question, but do you really think that Louis Erickson was going to be off the squad 100? No, but I just... I thought he was. I really thought he was. I thought this was the perfect time to let him go. Yeah, I don't know, I if, s- you guys, I don't know if you guys listened to... I believe it was Thomas Drance who broke it down about how it was just like the perfect time to get rid of him. Yeah. Because he's really only making after taxes like $700,000 this year. Of actual money, yeah. I don't know. If you send him down to Utica, which is, you know, in the States, COVID freaking city... Like who's I don't know. He might not go down there for seven hundred thousand dollars. That made a lot of sense to me. So I was kind of surprised I held on to him. I'd go to Utica for seven hundred k. Oh, wait, I mean, any he, of us would. But when yeah, you he has to do a, a year. He has to do a few things, obviously, right? That he's his career earnings allow him to make a different decision than a regular human being would, right? So, uh, and, and if he doesn't report, then that also acts as the final year of his contract too, right? So. There is ramifications past this season for Louis Erickson when we're talking about, you know, a human being's bank account for the next, for the rest of his life, probably essentially. I don't know how he's going to make any money that's going to make serious dents in his bank account past this, right? But it was the perfect time to send Louis down. It was the perfect time to say, hey, you're reporting. They didn't do it out of malice. He came to camp. He didn't look like he was in great shape. He he had looked like he'd fall, fallen further into the crater. Um 
but the, the the one thing that Louis has going for him, is he has this ability to play with Bo, which which keeps keeps saving him over and over and over again, time after time after time. Because there's if there's one guy, you know, aside from Tanner Pearson, that seems to fit with Bo, it's probably Louis Erickson. For all his faults, whenever him and Bo play together, they they drive play and they control play for whatever reason. I don't know why. I I don't I don't think it has you know as much to do with. Louis skill or maybe both skill or just how they tend to fit together. Maybe, maybe there's like some reasoning there. Right. So what this might mean that if it's Erickson that gets called up, maybe there's some sort of replacement that's going to happen for, for Hoglander maybe to be pushed to the first line because we're already seen that there's some, some moving around that's happened there. Right. And so I don't know what exactly it is, but there's some sort of plan in this roster. Maybe that means Louis Erickson has to stick around. Uh, you know, do we agree with it? Probably not. Do we want to see something else happen? Are we ready to move on? You know, I would think so. It, it's just but a wild knows, ride. The guy's got nine lives, right? It is. It's just been such a wild ride. I think we all, it finally happened. You know, the news broke down and it just, it finally felt good. You know, right. as they, what do they say? Like, uh, um, nature is healing was the, the big comment. This nature pe- is healing. The big past thing, right? So it's it just, it's hilarious. So I, no, we haven't seen the last of Louis, but maybe that's okay. Maybe there's something that we're, we're missing out on that we're about to find out. So I don't know. I'll- I'd like to break into this a little bit more. I mean, what doesn't make sense to me is if, down, if, you, if you know he's going to be in the roster, right? Why put him on the taxi squad when you still have practices left in training camp? Like he has literally gone to assignment, back onto the team, back to the taxi squad, and now back on the team again, all in the, all within two games. Like what? What's the point of that? Cap we're, reasons. You know, we're, we're watching. We're watching the game as well. And Nils Hoglerner's playing well. He's got a goal in his first game. Um, they, they outshot uh, the McDavid line 11 to 2. And then he, he plays something like 21 or 22 minutes in his second NHL game. So why is Erickson being called up right now? Cap reasons. Is it, is it no, but is he coming back to play? Is he going to be playing? Is he going to be no. replacing a guy like Jake Vertanen? No. No, it like in all seriousness, it's cap reasons. There, that's all it is. There's going to be a lot. What else could it be? There's going to be a lot of juggling. Why this the back season. and forth? I don't understand because every like dollar the taxi counts. Squad's the same thing. Like no, they every dollar counts. The way they're having to move everything, as far as I know, that you're going to see. It sounds like we're going to be seeing a lot of these recalled, sent down. Um, tweets or announcements throughout the season. So, so this won't be like the final time. Like no. I thought it was just as the season's starting. Now they're set. Like, I, is Erickson's spot? Is he a scratch? Is or is he on the taxi squad? What do you guys think? Right is now, he a scratch all year. Right now, he's a scratch. And once once Miller and Ben come back, then he would be sent down to the taxi squad, where it doesn't count. Right now, he's counting technically a, uh, as an eight. Is it AHL or however that works? Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, as far as I know, it would be um, cap stuff. So uh, again, it's, it's 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 crazy. But um, who knew we'd still be talking about Louis this this deep? Well, the after. guys, like you said earlier, the guy's got nine lives. I mean, he's a cat. If I'm being like 100 percent obvious, when I saw the tweet that Louis was sent down, I I almost just skipped by it. Because I just didn't feel like it was going to be real. I didn't feel like it was the end. The only way that I'm going to be uh, 100% satisfied with with Louis being off this roster or off this books is if he gets moved. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I, I anything else that happens to me is is no different than guys getting papered back and forth. For sure. In my in my opinion. Yeah. I think that's, that's bang on. I, 
you're right. There, there isn't another way that this is going to happen unless he's, you know, Eric Goodbranson'd out of here. Yeah, we Man. all know that ain't happening. Yeah, right. well, hey, maybe we screwed up. The guy is wearing an A in Ottawa, and they look really good. Weirder things that's, have happened. That's a heavy dose of sarcasm in case anyone speaking was of the a, Speaking of the A, um, Coach, uh, he's only got the A on Sutter and uh, Edler, but he kind of hesitated. Like, he's not going to address it right now. Is that a foreshadow to a little JT Miller action? Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, the A's and the C, I mean, C is one thing, I guess, but I don't know. There's that though the extra letter, the A's, those just float around way too much. You know, these guys are the assistant captain or alternate captain, whatever, on the home. And these are the ones that on the away and the third jersey. And this is when we're on the bus and this is when we're going to sweden and when jake is going to pick up burgers for everybody he's the assistant cat like i don't know it's 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 a letter the c to me is the main one everything else whatever have at her have yeah, at I feel her like i feel like there's a there's a leadership group in place here and and if 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 it isn't obvious to everyone else you know jt miller's inserted himself among those leaders right so does he get an a i don't know edler gets an a Based on default merit and ba- based on on respect and 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 years of service, right? I mean, he is he is the de facto dad of that back end, um, you know. And ten have played a similar role, so um, you know the fact that Sutter is wearing an A, it, it, you know, as much as we flag on Sutter, the guys respect his opinion in the room. I'm sure, I'm sure he's a he's a valued guy. I'm sure he looks out for people. He's probably a really good teammate. You know, all of the things that guys look up to aside from the fact that they're playing above him two or three lines, four lines up in the, in the roster, uh, he gets that a based on merit as well, right? What, what you've accomplished in this league to date. So uh, yeah, I mean, at the, at the, at the point when Miller makes his way back in the lineup, I, I could for sure see an a on his Jersey. And, and I, and if he doesn't, Oh, well, I guarantee you the rest of the team looks at him that way. You know what? I think I, it's, I think it's a foreshadow for sure. I crapped on this a little bit too hard and I apologize. I'm going to throw this out there. Depending on his tenure, how soon do we see whoop whoop get an A? That's the thing. I don't know. It's uh, like Green's kind of one of those coaches. He likes to turn to his vets for for those kind of things. Um, but I mean, if he's going to give it to he's going to give it to Miller, then he you know then he's also got to look at guys like Pedersen and Besser. I don't know, like 100. percent Like I'm not saying Schmidt doesn't deserve it, but how many guys are you going to give an A to before you give it to one of your elite superstars? Nate Schmidt is the perfect example of a guy who doesn't need an A on his jersey to have an impact, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just how vocal he is out on the ice. Just You can see him taking guys under his wing on the bench. All the chatter back there, that is 100% a rah-rah team guy that you need. It doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't even give a shit about a letter as well. But yeah, I, I don't know if we'll ever see a letter on Nate Schmidt. I mean, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, we know for a fact that he's part of that group and he's going to be part of that group. I want to t- retake back my answer. It, he'll get his A when Edler is no longer a Canuck. Okay. Okay. Potentially, okay. if that's next year. Only if that's next year. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, Brady, what do you want to happen with Edler next year? One year deal. With, with Edler, I can see a one more year, maybe. One year deal. I'd like to see him back. I love Edler. It's great. <clears throat> But I know, uh, Ryan, you wanted me to bring up goalies. I did, and I am so happy you did. Thank you so much. So dive into it. You want me to dive into it? All right. <laughs> Just hit that shit. Yeah. Well, We're very organized. Know, I, uh, 
I was happy with Holpe. I knew he'd get the start. I, I think I called that. I think uh, Teddy Westside called that too. Um, and he looked good. He looked a little uh, – like he wasn't square. He wasn't square all the time. Uh, but he was good for his first game, 28 out of 31. Stopped. Um, good to see Demko come in the next night. Big saves right out of the gate, kind of like he had never left the bubble. Um, you know, five goals, and I think it was like 41 shots. So not not an amazing night for statistic-wise, but considering how much he was getting peppered, he was faced up to, I believe it was 30 shots by the halfway mark of the game. So, I mean, the guy played pretty well. Um, but like we are talking about earlier, it's just way too early to kind of really talk much further than that. I mean, I think they looked good considering they haven't played in a while. Yeah, I mean, the dynamic is going to look funny this year. We don't, by funny, I mean, I, we really don't know what it's going to look like, right? I mean, we have ideas of what, you know, a 60-40 split, split or a 50-50 split might look like in over the course of a regular season. But, I mean, there's there's a ton of back-to-backs, super condensed schedule. We, we, we don't believe that this is going to be a season where any team just decides to roll with a guy. Right, there's not going to be a Frederick Anderson this year. No, where they just where they just run him for like seventy percent of the season. So both goalies are going to have to play. Both goalies are going to have to be good. Um, you know, the Canucks did the right thing in picking up a goalie that was going to be able to help them. I still have concerns. You know, I feel like Holpe's going to have to prove to me over a period of time that he's he's worth that four million dollars a year for the contract that he's in. Um, you know, early returns look pretty solid. You know, you get to know the guy and see his practice habits a little bit more and you're okay with those things. Um, but you just got to hope that the two goalies that you have in stock and on the roster are going to be able to carry equal loads. Because if you run into a situation like Toronto had last year where they couldn't buy a win from their backup goaltender, you'd be fucked in this Canadian division. You know what I'm excited for? The fact that both goalies have played so far and Brady brought it right up Within the first, what, five minutes of last night's game, Demko was easily playing bubble hockey. He made probably three five-alarm saves in the course of, what, 20 seconds, pretty much. Um, I think yeah. eventually there was that the the bank and goal right after about three or four plays later. Um, but he was all over as far as making the big save. Um, positionally, I thought they were both pretty decent. Again, it is early. Um, the one thing I, I liked about um, more so on Holtby was just his puck playing skills. Um, he looked super confident um, in the corners. He knew how to, you know, kind of cycle the puck up, um, and he was confident in making a move that probably would have been pretty high risk. Um, but he didn't look like um, he didn't look like he was going to flub it. Like he knew this was the pass that was going to be made. I can get back to my net, no problem. And you know, played a little bit more aggressive. And I think. Markstrom had tried to be a puck moving goaltender and there's some guys that you know think that they can do it and you know kind of can and then there's other guys that have been proven that you know they're essentially like kind of a a bonus defender when it comes to that first pass so I think that would be the bonus we're going to see out of uh, Holtby this season again very early read but that was the one thing that kind of stuck out to me in that first game was that um, he's got good puck playing skills and again on that back end if it's a first pass to, to Hughes or a first pass to Schmidt or Edler, you know, that, that might be the difference in uh, keeping one of the other guys that are trying to, uh, you know, to back check that, you know, puts them in a hole. And now maybe they can actually play with a two on one or something. So I really do like the goaltending so far. Yes, it is very early. But the fact that we're one and one and we have the split 
nobody looked ridiculous. Again, you can't pin it on goaltending when McDavid goes ham on you. So, um, I mean, you just applaud because a guy like that, if he's going to go, he's going to go. And it doesn't matter what the name on the back of your jersey is. Um, you probably don't have a chance anyway. So, um, you know what? It's I think it's so far it's better than the Twitter wars would have would have decided early on when this signing was made. So that's I my... think the good thing about it too is both goalies, I think we talked about it a little last week. They're both in positions where they want to kind of succeed. Obviously they're very different. Demko, he's looking, you know, he's that close to being the starter. You know, he got Markstrom out the door and now, now he's just got Hopi in his way. He's a one B goaltender now. So he's pushing for that spot. He's entering his prime pretty soon and kind of the same, but different situation with Holtby, you know, he's got the cup, he's got the trophy case, he's got it all, but uh, now he's under Ian Clark and he wants to reinvent himself. So we've got a bit of a healthy rivalry there. And I think it's going to be, that's what's exactly what we need for goaltending right now. We probably would have had a similar situation with Markstrom this year if we kept him, but Markstrom would have been the number one for sure. Hey, it's Ryan from the PP1 podcast on Cryer Media. If you're looking for a spot to advertise your company, your brand, your cheese wheel, some beer, maybe some donuts, this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? As long as it stays healthy, right? And the Canucks have to do a a good job of managing that. And Travis Green has to do a good job of managing that. And, and, and Ian Clark has to know that his guys can handle that level of competition with each other, because if not, it can, it can implode. And then we're back to that situation where one guy's playing good and one guy's garbage, right? We just can't have that. So hopefully both guys can stay professional and I'm sure that they will. Both guys are pros. So we just got to hope for the best in that area. You know what? We're, uh, we're a little rusty when it comes to talking about Canucks hockey, actual hockey. We are the PP1 podcast, so we got to bring up the power play. They are officially 0% through two games, which is okay. It's all right. It's going to go up. It has to. Um, the PK, they're they're up there. They only let in, what, one or two? I think one. Brady's shouting from the rooftop. Two last night. Two. At least. So I yeah, think we're in like the top open. seven, though. So that's still pretty good. So you know what? Sky isn't falling yet. We're, we're good to go. Um, I I do want to backpat myself on the Hoglander prediction, Hoglander. Yeah, nice job on that. He is so for real. His, his forechecking is amazing. He's in on every pass. He grinds at the front of the net. It's like the winger, and, and I'm going to say this very respectfully so that nobody gets pissed at me. He's like the winger version of Bo. Elaborate a little bit. So Bo, he it's that drive. Like he he's gonna gun for pucks. He's gonna get in the dirty areas. He's willing to kind of drive the net, but he also makes an absolutely great pass. Um, he's always looking for that next option. Um, we've only seen him for two games, so for all we know, there's a lot more that we're about to see. His uh, his toolbox, I think, is a lot bigger than Bo Horvat's. But again, as a winger, you can be a little bit more freelance. The center's, you know, a little bit more responsible. Has to be up and down the ice, whereas your wingers are are dedicated kind of scoring tools. So um, again, a, a very loose um, comparison. But I do like the fact that they're on the same line. And so far for me, he's been the one guy that I've been paying attention to um, through these first two games. Quinn Hughes 
you just notice them anyway. Patterson has looked awesome so far. But if you have to pay attention to somebody, for me, it would be uh, it would be Huglander. So I, I can't wait. I'm still saying, you know, dark horse for at least, at least a Calder nomination. And if he gets that, that's already a win. That's a win for anybody that's listening. So. You know, just a quick point on on that again. I mean, you know, Hoaglander's game and what he's been putting up just in this first two games. But in that first game, no, no Canuck played more against Connor McDavid, five on five than Nils Hoaglander. That was tweeted out by Daniel Wagner. And I was actually shocked when I saw that that statement. So that's pretty How impressive. did that happen? How did that happen? I, I just, I don't know. I guess obviously that means that they're leaning back to making that that second line the shutdown line, right? Which we've talked about a lot of times. They have to for now. Yeah, they have to for now. Unfortunately, I don't think it frees up Bo's line the way that we want it to. But that also means that maybe that means probably a couple of things. It probably means that 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 Travis Green isn't one hundred percent sold on the Goddat line being able to to lock lines down quite yet. So there's still some growth that needs to happen there. Obviously, we're a little bit in our old ways for the the, the start of this season. Um, but it would be nice to see that pendulum shift a little bit to the third line becoming an actual third line and the second line not having to be a shutdown line. I'm down with that. Makes sense. Um, you guys want to have some fun? Let's do it. Brady, you want to have some fun? I'm always down for some fun. I think it's time we get back to the absolute best segment of any podcast that is out there. I'm talking about dudes and guys, which is still and will always be brought to you by Players' Choice Sports Cards. They are dropping artifacts next week. They're doing a break. I got to get in on that. I got to text uh, Jason and Katie, make sure that my spot is taken because I need me some new hockey cards. And it's a lot of fun. I don't know if the Canucks play on Wednesday. I haven't looked yet. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Player's Choice is definitely your place to get all your sports cards, your Pokemon needs, your memorabilia. They are an upper deck authenticated dealer. They are a diamond dealer in Canada and reigning upper deck hobby store of the year my friends over at player's choice go check them out gotta love it boys it's time for dudes and guys let's do let's let's do the guys first because i want to we want to end this just all guns a blazing um i'm gonna go with ted first because brady might need a little bit of time to think of his he's always a little bit flustered at the beginning of this so um Ted, who would be your guy through two games? Uh, two games guy. Two games guy. I'm going to have to say that overall on the two games, my guy is probably going to be Jake Furtanen in this one. Mm. You were going there. I was really hoping to see a little bit more from Jake. I think he's just not hes not a fit, I don't think, on that first line at this moment. Maybe he's a notoriously slow starter. Um, it's not like the guy can't play. I mean, we saw him hit the post on a short side shot that uh, that one Bo Horvat landed a little or later in the next game or a little, little later in the period um, just kind of shows you with inches how close you can be to um, to actually nailing a shot and then missing a shot right so um, he still you know he still was looking good on, on spurts right I mean but I just think that he wasn't doing the things that you needed a JT Miller to do in a, in a Jake Vertanen role so I think he's a different player it's a bit of a misfit in that spot so my guy uh, through the first two games, because I don't think the first one was that bad, but the second one wasn't that great at all. It's Jake Botanic. Can you believe they put Tyler Mott in that spot? Like easily, that he's a, a bad. That was terrible. That was that was terrible. And you then think he takes he's a terrible penalty shortly after that to put us on on the penalty kill when they scored on it. 
and then it sucks even more. I'm just poking the bear. Sorry. Just just Sorry. get into your Twitter war yes. there. I know What's it was this? all in fun. So, who's that? You and your uh, little Twitter beef yesterday. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's good. It's all in good no fun. Dr- it's all in no good drive fun. that guy. That's all right. <laughs> I think Scott no drive. Oh my goodness! Well, he's got to drive. He shows everybody on his Instagram. Yeah, I can't even it. drive to the rink, right? <laughs> Brady, you know, on the golf course, can't even drive a ball. Oh, that's no. me sometimes. Brady, who's your guy through two games? Honestly, I think it's a little too early to be talking about guys. I've just been pretty jacked up. About feels feels bad. I feel bad. Did you uh, yeah, feel, yeah, it does. It Those are the rules. I don't it. care. I don't care. Um, you got to pick someone. Those are the rules. I didn't, I didn't like Myers. Pe- uh, sorry, not Myers. I didn't like Mott's penalties. I don't think he played great, but he kind of answered back and scored a goal. Ah, oh, man. I, I don't want to say this, but my my guy of the week's got to be Elias Pedersen. Um, <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, he's uh, – maybe it's just Canucks have got used to him coming out, fire, guns blazing, scoring, you know, goals, getting points right out of the gate. That's what he does. Uh, and he's been, he's been pretty darn quiet in two games. I didn't even know he actually had an assist. I looked it up. I thought he had zero points. Must have been a secondary. Um but, you know, he's had some bad luck. He's hit some crossbars. He's had some broken sticks. Um, but if I had to pick a guy, it's Elias Pedersen. Sorry, man. I would say a stick manufacturer is probably the guy there. But <laughs> This is the way it goes in dudes and guys, right? You're, you're, you're either getting picked on and torn apart if you're a superstar on this team because we feel like you can play better, or you're a guy who's trying to make hay and not making it, and we let you know. And we're fair about it. You know, yeah, how many so. times have I come on here and – I'm very respectful in how I pick out my guys, and they always seem to back it up. So, yeah, my guy is Eric Branson, yeah. <laughs> forever and for all time. Yeah, I don't care what team he's on; he is the guy of the week for me. I'm gonna go with oh, this. This is a tough one, but I, I, I think I can tap into it. I'm gonna go with uh, Oliu Levy. I, I didn't, I didn't love what he had. I mean. The McDavid game, the, the second game was definitely a tough one for everybody. Um, I, I, I think they're going to push him to see how hard uh, he's going to be able to to push back on this team. And I, I, I think this is a year where we're really going to see what Ole Levy is made of. Um, I just, I want him to stand out a little bit more in a good way. I don't want him to be uh, throwing out pizzas there. I, I want him to be the defenseman that he believes he is now. Now that he's healthy. And this is a team that's going to be rising, so I'm gonna I'm expecting a lot of of these children this year. And uh, I was a little disappointed that you know he wasn't you know out of the gate so strong, but it's early, it's early. And you know, you know I I could have picked could have picked Bo, but I wouldn't do that because I'm not mean. Um, I could have picked. How could you pick Bo? I, I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't have picked Bo. I'm just not. It's crazy talk. Crazy. Talk. What, what, what do you What do you want from? Uh, I'm just curious what you what you're expecting out of Ole Olevi because that's not his game. His game is understated. It's it's the finer things. It's it's quick breakout passes. It's not high hard hitting. It's not a lot of offense. It's sort of controlling play. What are you expecting out of his game? I think it is a lot of that breakout pass stuff. Again, we're we're judging on two games. So we're, sure. we're I'm coming up with. I'm I mean I'm reaching for sure, but I, I do want to see and. It's not fair because again they've had you know a couple scrimmages and some practices. There hasn't been any you know live ammunition. So this is a a very minor minor critique. If I was going to pick anybody else, I I don't know like Roussel. I haven't really noticed him quite yet. Maybe 
Is that maybe yeah, you picked your levy? That's it. Yeah, that's now what I'm, I'm saying. I'm gonna hit you with some knowledge now. Yeah, it's gonna be the first time I think this has ever happened in dudes and guys. My dude, that of they're the not week, two people. It's Ole Olevi. Oh, my dude of the week, Ole Olevi. And it's pretty simple. The guy Actually, made the NHL. Happening. He's in the NHL. He's played two games. He's partnered with Tyler Myers, and you know, I'm I'm happy with what I've seen, and that's that's enough for me. He's my dude of the week, right there. Just on merit alone. There you go. Yeah, man, he's made it to the show, and I've been impressed. Uh, he kind of had a little bit of a kerfuffle there, and uh, Drysaddle stripped him of the puck. I don't know if he kind of tripped, what happened there. That kind of sucked, but he bounced back. He didn't let it bug him too much. And like I said, his defensive partner is Tyler Myers, so you can't you can't be too uh, too hard on the guy just yet. He did. I like that. I like that pick. I mean, I get where you're coming from too, Ryan. I, there was a, it was a bit of a tale of two tapes. I mean, there's a lot of learning that happened in those first two games. The strip from Yamamoto. Um, dry side turn styling him. Yamamoto. A lot, people, a lot of people were ripping on him about about getting beat wide by dry but I mean we're talking about yeah, dry the defending league scoring champ as well, right? This isn't just some schlep. So, yeah, I I, I like I like that pick from both of you guys. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, 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 Daddy. I don't, I don't have a favorite child. Oh, yeah. We do, we all do though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn one day, young Padawan. Uh, okay, let's do the fun part. Dudes. Who's a dude? Well, you got you got Brady's dude already, so it's on you, buddy. You're up next. Do I even do I even have to tell you? I said this like at least 2 months ago. He had two freaking goals, people. Two goals. And they weren't just goals. They were Brock goals. They were broccoli and cheddar because he's going to be bringing in more cheddar after he scores possibly 30 goals this season. Brock freaking Besser. The prince himself is my dude of the week. And there cannot be anyone else because this guy is going to get back on his rookie scoring pace. He's going to be going bar down in your town. Brock Besser. Brock Besser! Besser! What a, what a Besser! Brock Besser. Dude hey, we should get uh, Jay and Dad on the show. Think they'd do that for us? Oh, absolutely. Besser! Absolutely. That was probably our best intro. Remember that episode we did? We that was that fun. There? That was fun. That was a good time. That was a good time. Way to, way to relive old moments. Sometimes my friend will call me and he'll I'll answer and he'll just be like, Bessie! <laughs> Does he just, that's it? That's the whole phone call? That's pretty much it, yeah. It's, okay. It's okay. like you know, back in the like the nineties when you'd answer the phone, like what is that? Oh, Sally, Bessie. <laughs> You're cut. You're cut. I'm gonna mute you soon. Damn girl. <laughs> hey, um, you 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 got to put in a name here. Man, that shot though. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready to stop talking about Brock just this. I morning. know it's good, right? That shot. I mean, he was letting it go like. All day, every day. Non-stop. But I mean, he missed the net a bunch of times, right? But in terms of like velocity, that thing was like whip. Like it was, yeah, new whip, who dis? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like the shoes on that one. It looks like it's back, so. Love and it. He just looks so confident, too. He looks faster. Everything looks better about Brock. I haven't seen his hair yet, but I'm sure it's better. It's flotastic. So. Uh, okay, I'm going to go like way, way off the board here, and it's going to be for similar reasons to... to to Brady and just making the NHL this type of thing. And it's not going to be your boy Nils Boss Hog Hoglander. 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Travis Hamanick. He's already yeah. we're talking. To, that was my second pick. We're nice. talking about a guy who hasn't played hockey in one calendar year. I don't know where he's been training. I don't know what rock he's been hiding under. We had no idea what shape this guy was in. We just signed him a couple days ago. He rolls in here and puts up minutes with our team's best defenseman. Right? I mean, this is this is no sludge. If you're playing with the team's best defenseman, you're you're very likely playing against the other team's top forwards. So I'm really impressed with with you know, obviously the guy's a pro. I'm so impressed with the way that he acquitted himself and just came in. He hasn't had time to practice with the team. He, I mean, obviously there's no been, been no games played for anybody, but the guy hasn't played pro hockey in like a calendar year. And yeah, there was a couple of mistakes and he made, he, he hooked McDavid on that breakaway, but he didn't score. So, I mean, this is a guy that, that, that probably could, you know, help this team out if he continues to progress and get back to normal. So Travis Hamanick. Good pick. Of the week. That's, you know what, that's, that's a pick I wouldn't have seen coming. And I like, cause you, you reach deep. You, you dig Thanks for the gems. All the way to the bottom of the pocket. I'm down there with the lint. You, you reach deep. You go for the gems. I love that. I was actually going to go for Hamannik. I was I was kind of debating between Hamannik and Yolevi. But you and didn't. You picked Yolevi as a guy. I was like, okay, well, I got to now. You didn't so. pick him, though. Um, I have a question for you guys. That was a lot of fun, by the way, and it's only going to get better. Um, Ted, this is probably more directed towards you because I doubt Brady knows the reference. But um, is... TVs and Dallas's Patrick Duffy, one and the same as John Garrett, because uh, the Silver Fox is looking. Uh, he's I looking, saw that. I saw that tweet. And it good. took me. Yeah, it took me a little while to to figure out who the you were talking about. But I mean, Garrett. Garrett looks. I, I had a hard time recognizing him, to be honest. But yeah, he looks. He looks. I don't know. He looks more refined. More, more distinguished, if you will. I don't notice that mustache quite so much. But, I mean, yeah, he could be a, a dead ringer for Patrick Duffy. He's going to be sitting there in his leather chair with his cognac, sitting and watching the next game and just watching Shorty call and goes, yes. <laughs> yeah, for now, you can actually envision him telling the grandkids stories now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it was a good look for him. It was as shocking as when he shaved his mustache. I think. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. right up I, I, there. It's it's right up there. But when you see a guy go from colored hair to silver fox, like that's a shock. Yeah. Like if I did that, what would you guys like, do? Yeah, you do? like coming home and seeing your wife and she just had like black hair or blonde hair. I, I would It'd dig either shock. of those. Yes, I would. Has that happened? I'm not sure. Should I leave? I don't know. Um, we're getting pretty close to the end here. So let's have a little bit more fun. Um, Brady, I know you you love these statistical predictions. It's your jam. So these are, uh, we need maybe, do we want to have these sponsored like everything else in the NHL? Like Bears, best goal prediction brought to you by the bear in the room. Or number one goalie brought to you by the large bear on the couch. Because there's a bear. If, if you're watching the videos when we post these, there's a bear behind me. Um, Brady, fired away. What what category are we going for first? Predictions. We're gonna do leading score, most goals, and who's the better goalie? How about that? What about best what do you defenseman? Think? Best defenseman too. Well, we are. We all know. Who hey, hey, hey! Maybe Schmidty rocks it out. You don't know. 
Maybe he does. But Maybe there's three does. of us and probably only two picks, so that's fair. <laughs> I don't know how you guys want to kick this off. Um, maybe we'll jump into best goalie first, and you can take it away, Ryan. Braden Holtby. Not because that's who I want to win, but that's who is going to win. Braden Holtby will be have the better statistical performance this season. Just a hunch. Done done. I, too, will go with Braden Holpe, and that has less to do with the fact that I think one goalie is supremely skilled over the other and more to do with the fact that, uh, I don't know, Travis Green, man, the guy loves his vets. How do I, how do I, how do I deny him of that? And does, does Demko have turtles as well? Cause I <laughs> he think, wants to have turtles. Because then I think I'd give the edge to Holpe because he has turtles. He does. Well, there you go. Okay, I'm going to go with Thatcher Demko. I like this. No. Not for much of a reason other than the fact that you guys both went with Holpe. I think it's kind of a 50-50 split here. Make a here. case. Make a case. Why? You can't just pick. I like this like name. Who's, like who's getting more wins this year? No, just like combo. Demko. Like Demko. save percentage, goals against, assists. No, nah, this, is, this just, is fantasy hockey. Who's getting more wins? I think it'll be Demko. 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 No. Holpe. Both. <laughs> Yeah, both yeah. getting more wins than the other. I'm yeah. still picking Holby on this one. Holby, Holby's my pick. Okay, what's the next enough, one, buddy? Uh, we'll go with uh, most goals. And how many goals are you thinking? Brock Bester, thirty. Thirty goals. Yep. Wow. He's well on his way. He's on a fifty-six goal <laughs> or something. Fuck. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty goals. Love Brock it. Besser. Thirty goals, fifty-six games. That is. That's like. That's entering like Rocket Richard uh, territory right there. That's okay. That's okay. You're going you're bigger, go, going big, right? You're it is. That's how year. I roll, man. Like, I'm wearing a yeah. freaking gritty and um, what's this pickle? Fanatic, you know, Pulp Fiction shirt. I go big. I got I a it. massive bear sitting behind me. So everything I do, I'm like Texas. Everything's big here. All right. I I'll think. jump in if you don't mind, Ted. Because it's the same pick as you there, Ryan. I'm going with Brock Besser as well. Nice. But I ain't going with 30 goals. I'm going to say 24 goals for Brocky B. That's respectable too. I like that. Uh, Yeah, I don't hate what you guys are saying. It would be cool. I I could see him scoring 25 goals again, having another 25-goal season, but doing it in a shortened season. That'd be be pretty dope. But I just can't hold PD down. And you can do it for a couple games maybe, but I don't think you can stop this guy. And I think that at some point he's going to find a way to unleash that shot, and it's going to be even more deadly than last year once he stops breaking sticks. Wow. 27 goals, 27 goals for PD. Holy smokes. Three okay. years in a row? Or no, was it? Was is it? I think it's three years in a row now. Is it not? Oh. Or it could be. It could be three years in a row. 27 goals. PD's getting meaty with and this that is, this stick. Is a, this is a monstrous season, goals goals per game. He right? could go so, ham against Ottawa the entire season and get them all right there. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking quality of goaltending is going to give him some extra extra games here where he's going to pot some more goals than normal. Pot goals in. See what I did there? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I see. April. That's not till April. That's, That's not true. April. That's true. What's the next one? The final one. The leading scorer. What do you think, Bear? Sven Berchi? That's what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Bold predictions, Ryan over here. Er, late breaking news. It's got to be Petey. He's he's got to be the one. No no That's reason sad. no reason. I mean, if I get into it, then I'm just wasting words. La's. Ted, do you have a rebuttal? 
Travis Hamannick, say it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very likely uh, that PD leads this roster again in scoring. Um, but I will throw out there that I think the assist leader of this squad is going to be Quinn Hughes. 100%. I think that's 100%. fair. But I will throw out there that I think the leading scorer is going to be Quinn Hughes. The guy is. He was my second pick. He is very well. Could happen. Yeah. He just keeps getting better and better. Like he says, he said it since his rookie game, pretty much. And it's just, it's true. He did it in the playoffs. You see, like the fat. I think he was the fastest or fifth fastest uh, defenseman to fifty assists in in history. I mean, this guy's the real deal. I'm going to say Quinn Hughes, sixty-one points. That includes ten goals. Wow. 61. Yeah, it's doable. Again, how many did they play against Ottawa? Like eight? Nine. Is it nine? And the other, the West ones are 10, right? Yeah, there's going to be a few points happening there. A few. He, he might even have a five point night against Ottawa. That'd be my pr- big prediction. <laughs> what do you think? Have we all answered this one? Could Ted, happen. have you answered? Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with PD on this one. I think I think that it is ultimately gonna be PD that leads this team in scoring, uh, bearing some some weird mishap. I think that JT Miller is gonna stay on a similar pace, but I think PD is gonna eclipse his previous season pace and and lead this team in scoring. I'm excited. I can honestly see a guy like Bo Horvat really break out too. You know, he's kind of sure. coming into that age. He's 25, 26. He just knows how to snipe the goal. He just knows how to snipe. He's an all-around player. He's, he's entering his prime. I can totally see. It. Yeah, I mean the good thing the good thing about Bo Brady, as you mentioned, is he can kind of do it in any kind of game that you want, right? He can do it in a tight checking game because he's got that ability to get to the net. Where he's just a little bigger than a guy like Petey. He can he can get at you with some finesse. He can score on breakaways. I mean, the guy has a little bit of everything. Um, but obviously the thing that helps Bo out the most when it comes to collecting points is he's going to be the guy that's winning those face-off draws that gets possession, right? So there is a chance that Bo could could lead this team in scoring again. Who is I think on- it would probably have to come down to, you know, the Canucks transitioning that top line to more of a defensive role in order for Besser to, or sorry, Horvat to maybe play some weaker competition. I think that's probably how it would have to get done. But or to cycle the two. Who was on the face-off when McDavid scored? Right Ooh, at the end of the was, first. It was Hor- they had Horvat, Sutter, and Beagle out there. They who, took, the, they had the who, who took I, the face It must have been Horvat. I would have went with Horvat. It's got to be better. It's got to be better. Must It had to be Beagle. Yeah, it could have be been better. better. <laughs> I'm um, not sure. But I did know they had all three of their best uh, face-off guys out there. That's the that's the funny thing about it in a way. So we, like. we reached out, and we'll finish off with this. Questions. We haven't done questions in a long time. Um, we kind of asked if anybody had questions for us. So, good friend of the show, um, you know, decent facial hair, nothing to write home about. Is the second line for real would be a good time for Ryan to flex on the other two if you bring this question up. Um, I think the second line is for real. The fact that I think Tanner Pearson's going to play back into uh, not a starring role, but a great complimentary role to uh, to Bo and Hoggy, I think that could be a lot of fun. And... I think it's for real for the sole fact that, I mean, Hoglander made this roster and he's not on the third line. He's already been, like, he's on the second line to start. That's pretty high praise for a guy that has never played an NHL game ever, you know, and he's making the team off of a handful of practices and, you know, a blue-white scrimmage. 
that's tough to do. Even Brock Besser didn't even play. Or not not didn't play, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they scratched him for the first game. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's high, high praise. So, yes, I do think that... Uh, that that second line is for real, Steve. And I appreciate your question. Thank you so much. Do you guys think he, this second line's for real, Brady? I, I think they're for real, for sure. And it actually, I think it was on Twitter. It kind of came up and it made me really kind of think about it. With with JT Miller currently out of the lineup, is that second line the best line on this team? Does that second line become this team's first line? No. How long is JT Miller out? Two weeks. No. Yeah, they might I'm just to, saying while he's they, out, is the best line on this team the second line? No. I think they may they may have to carry the load for the time being or help carry the load, but I just think that, that teams are still focusing all their energy on the PD line, having their best checkers, having their best defensive pairings, uh, that it's, it's likely that they're getting an easier matchup, maybe. Um, they'd rather go toe to toe with a top line that's not going to defend that much. So there's more chance for them to score. But the better line is still it's still the first line, right? I that's mean, that's the conclusion I got to as well. Yeah, it's I mean, still it's still the first. It's still the better line. What PD and Besser can do together sure. as a duo is is better than the trio on the third line. No like, matter who that's third line, who, who no matter who the third guy is playing with yeah. with Besser and PD. I think you and I, more. I think you and I get there the same way. As as far as Steve's question you know, is the second line for real? You know, the easy answer, Steve, is yeah, the, the second line is for real. It's been for real for I mean, as long as Bo Horvat has been on the second line. The line is for real. It doesn't matter who. The second line was for real when it was Louis Erickson playing on it. So yeah. the second line is for real. It doesn't matter if it's Hoaglander or not. Um, but yeah, that, uh, you know, that's that's my that's my opinion on it. Like, are birds real? That's the big question. <laughs> how, how good was we'll, that? We'll get into, we'll we'll record a different one for that one. <laughs> I don't. I that'll waste like a good ten minutes. So uh, the final question, and then we'll close it out on uh, our first God damn drones. Oh jeez, it's so good. Should this is from make offense uh, to that? <laughs> just wait. We'll we'll talk about it after. <laughs> uh, this is from Chris Freer. Freer trade. He asked, should the Canucks try to sign Brian Burke's hair? And I'm going to say no because we already ha! have John Garrett's. I love Burkey. Go why for it. Not, why would you not sign Brian Burke's hair? Because we already have John Garrett's hair and Brock that stuff Besser's. Is, that stuff is a solid, slick, stick wall. Why could you not sign Brian Burke's hair and just put it in net? Who could score on that? It's, it's truculent, that's for sure. It's, no, no, it's we got John Garrett's. It's, it's dirty in the corners. I mean, it's tough to play against. It's abrasive. Doesn't even wear a tie. One hundred percent, you sign Brian Burke's hair. Okay, so we're a little split on this one. But do you buy the Brian Burke book that just came out? I haven't. Actually, I got that book for Christmas, so we'll see. You still I'm have waiting my to book. read it. I'm waiting to read it. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll fire it off to you when I'm done with it. Are you going to read the book that I lent you like three years ago? I'm about halfway through that book, actually. Yeah, may, like it's. I nine just got through. I just got through the chapter where he he saved his son's life. Oh, because he was up late doing a fantasy draft, and had he not been up late doing the fantasy draft, he never would have hurt his son and, and gone down and saved him. Did you see I the husband? You're just going to start talking about Breaking Bad again. Did Did you see the husband and wife trade in that one? I haven't. I haven't read that yet. That is. That's the trade of the book right there. Um, side note: Do not uh, go in a fantasy football league with uh, with your wife because just don't, just don't. 
Because she's just better than me. Well, it's there's other reasons, but let's let's just leave it at that. You might want to read Fantasy Life by Matthew Barry, okay. folks. Um, guys, this has been fun. We are at the hour. Let's get ready for yet another Canucks game. Let's get ready for Marky and Levo and Tan Man. We could get in a whole episode on that, but we won't. So we'll have more to talk I about think, next week. I think that's where Petey is going to fucking explode. I want to see Marky get lit up. Okay, yeah. Lit so the where, fuck up. Who does the advantage goal go to? Does it go to the goaltender who knows all his shooters' moves, or does it go to the shooters who know all their goaltenders' moves? Shooters. Shooter tutors. I don't know. That's... I think the advantage goes to the goaltender. I think so too. I agree with you. I think the advantage goes to the goaltender. Man, he made some redonkulous saves in that game. Hey, he did. did you see that? He did. He was old yeah, Marky. Oh well. Uh, he looked gross, but whatever. Hey, he'll burn out. Yeah, like a like a good Flames player will. We can't we can't wish ill will on him, but you know. So boys, I can. fuck him. He's the enemy. There you go. <laughs> How do you really feel? How do you really feel? Any final words, Brady? Ted? Uh, yeah. Fuck all the other Canadian teams. Ah, uh, yes. Good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, the North Division is where it's at. I love it. Go Canucks, go. Beautiful. Fuck everybody else. Beautiful. On behalf of Ted and Brady, this is Ryan. Please rate, review, subscribe if you're on Apple. And if you happen to have Spotify because you're an Android loser, um, check us out. Yeah, that's right. What, I the, call, what the hell was that? I, I literally you say called loser it, or user? Right. Loser, obviously. Um, it's the dumbest pick I've ever heard. No, it's not. It's awesome. Um, I'm gonna lose followers because of you. Bro. You know what? Come at me. That's fine. This you don't is use, you don't use Spotify. You still use iTunes and you pay for your music. I do. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole other new it's series. Almost as bad as, as as not realizing that you get free TV when you get an Amazon Prime account. That is almost as bad as that. You're right. This is Ryan and the PP1 podcast. Peace out. <laughs> Go Canucks, go, baby! Peace. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on, let's go to the blue podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme based with special guests the blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.